following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 42 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. This is Stank. Stank, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday? Oh, man, it's uh, it's overcast skies. It's been raining. Uh, the sump pump has been running all day, just pumping out water. But uh, other than that, doing pretty good. Yeah, can't, I told you earlier I was uh, out and about grocery shopping and just just driving in this weather. It's always the worst. Like uh, I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing or if it's just everywhere, but... Holy shit, do people just forget to learn how to drive uh, when there's rain out, a little bit of water. I mean, granted, today, uh, more water than normal, but uh, yeah, that was a, a real real pain in the ass. Uh, but it's been a productive Sunday for me. Last few Sundays, I mean, last Sunday, uh, after we recorded, immediately I fell asleep and was up editing the show pretty late, late later than normal. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a nice Sunday. Um, in hindsight, we probably should have recorded this yesterday. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a little a little spoiler for, for the episode this week, but uh, it was the first live one that we recorded face to face in what two three months since this uh, since in a while. This, yeah, since the pandemic <laughs> happened. Uh, but I mean, we, we both you know you had to go home, and uh, I had stuff to do as well, so we didn't record this in person, uh, which is a good thing though. You know, I mean, it's. It, something might have happened today i mean you know that's always my biggest fear is that like because it had yeah. happened before when uh i we went on this giant well, we i went on this giant rant about it was like sony and spider-man Gah! and then you know almost immediately after we finished recording everyone was like oh yeah they figured that out and i was like yeah that's not a thing anymore <laughs> yeah and i was just like oh okay and we went in and like recorded another piece uh, but yeah, uh, welcome everybody to uh, this week's episode of the PWT cast. If you guys aren't already, uh, give us a follow over on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at PWT cast. Uh, we're almost a year in now, which is crazy. Like we, close, yeah. close. Yeah. We're about, uh, we're about two months away from our one year anniversary. I know a lot of one year anniversary show. Uh, I know a lot of people celebrate like, Oh, 50 episodes is like a milestone. Um, I don't think we'll do that. I think fifty-two, since it'll be like you know officially a year. Um, yeah. yeah, and we're and we're working. Uh, we've been tossed around a, a few potential names as people. You know, we might want to interview for uh, episode. You know, fifty-two. You know, we, we talked about Vince McMahon, uh, Tony Khan. Probably yeah. won't get either of those two gentlemen, but those are names we discussed. You know, uh, so yeah, we we have been uh, tossing around a few names for you know make it. A bigger, a, a joyous episode, uh, just to to celebrate the fact that you and I we've been doing this for about a year now, which you didn't quit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it was just, yeah. it's funny too because we uh, talked about it a little off mic a little bit with uh, this week's guest, um, where we were like, "Yeah, man, it, if you listen back to some of those earlier episodes, I wouldn't necessarily categorize them as like as bad or anything. It's just." You can tell that we weren't as used to talking in right. the microphone as as we are now, but yeah, man, we had we had some nerves, definitely a lot of um, but yes, and um, um, which I, I'll still catch myself doing sometimes, and then I gotta like mentally tell my like don't say but um, 
And, be a professional. And then, of course, that's all I can say. <laughs> like, it'll be the one thing uh, where I'm just like, yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. And then, um, but um, yeah. And, uh, uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. We've been doing this for almost, um, for almost a year now. And, uh, you know, as we've been advertising, episode 100 will be, uh, CEO of, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, Ryan Barkin. So that should be exciting as well because, you know, he doesn't do many podcasts. He's done the Jericho podcast. Uh, he's said he's he would do Cabanas or Stone Colds if they asked. And uh, I mean, if if he only ever does the Jericho podcast and then the PWT cast, well, then hey, you know, we're, he's in good company. That's a that's a net gain. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but. For those of you who uh, I'm pretty sure are wondering, I'm sure it's the one thing on everyone's mind who's been listening the past few weeks. Uh, I have, in fact, finished season two of Fargo. Uh, really good. Um, I so I've there's uh, this other there's this podcast that I listen to. It's the station itself. It's called Bald Move. Uh, the guys there they do podcasts on so many different shows. You know, I found yeah. them through, ironically enough through this week's guest. Uh, I found their Game of Thrones show and then just kind of deep dive because they do a lot of major shows, you know, like I've followed them for Watchmen, I've followed them for Westworld, uh, Stranger Things, just basically any major TV show they do. And they do it really good. Uh, And, well, since I've started Fargo, I've just been blasting through the episodes, so I haven't really kept up with their podcast. But in listening to their season two recap, because last night I finished a show... Uh, and then I was putting together a uh, like a, a drawer for yeah. for my room, so I was putting that together. And I was like, "All right, well, let me listen to their to their season two recap." And there was a lot of interesting things that I picked up where I was just like, "Oh, oh!" Just as as far as things that I didn't catch. I mean, in, in this episode, because yeah, to I, me, that's one of like the funnest things. It's like, "Oh, what did I miss?" Oh no. Exactly, and they there was one. There was a major connection between the movie and the first season of the show, which I never made. I never made this connection. In hindsight, I was like, "Oh, what a fool!" Like, of course, of course, these two things were very much connected, and I just again just didn't because I was so wrapped up with the story of season one that I never really like. Ooh, how are they going to tie it into you know the movie? I was just concerned with that one season uh but it definitely made it a little bit more fun and yeah finish season two great like i I, listen i can't recommend these two first seasons enough like if you guys are stuck at home and need something to watch fargo i i i recommend you know wholehearted wholeheartedly great show and i'm about to start season three uh which i'm excited for because you know in this pandemic there's a lot to watch and I'm choosing to watch Fargo. Uh, so, so now let me ask you. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen any Fargo. And I did mention that I thought you and McGregor plays twin brothers in it. Has that happened yet? I believe that's his upcoming season. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know why I would think that. But it was bugging me when you're like, no, nah, I haven't seen anything. I was like, what the hell? No, yeah. So, it's uh, it's in season three. Because I know okay. um, they'll play like the little preview, which is like uh, – Oh, see, like Fargo returns, you know, this or whatever. And they keep right. showing an image of Ewan McGregor, but I know season four revolves around Chris Rock. So 
I'm pretty sure that Ewan McGregor is uh, season three, which again, I'll, I'll probably start tonight. Um, but hey, actually, speaking of Ewan McGregor, uh, friend of the show, Jesse, Jesse Kohlberg, um, sent over this, he tweeted this video to me earlier in the week. Uh, it was Dave Filoni talking about the importance of Qui-Gon Jinn uh, in Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader, for you non-Star Wars. I mean, and if you're listening to this, odds are you know who Anakin Skywalker is. Um, but and I'm not sure if you've ever seen this video before. It was pretty short. It was about two minutes. Um, and basically, to, to summarize the video, it was like explaining the importance of Qui-Gon Jinn within, like, Anakin Skywalker's life and his whole thing is basically uh Qui-Gon Jinn he's uh he's kind of grown tired of the Jedi he understands that they're like at this point too political and you know when they're like no like fuck this kid leave him in the desert like he understands no 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 this this is an important person this is an important player within the grand scheme of things like we need to make sure he doesn't you know fall to the wayside and like join the bad guys and he understands, right. like, he doesn't have a father figure. He needs a father figure to steer him in the right way. Uh, and so when Darth Maul fucking, spoiler alert for you guys who haven't seen uh, <laughs> episode it's one been a while. of Star Wars seen? yet, uh, <laughs> when he gets killed, that sort of just seals his fate because at that point, Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ian McGregor, um, you know, he will raise Anakin and he will teach Anakin all he knows but he'll never be that father figure because he's doing it more so as a favor to Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, who was his master who died. Right. And so that's why he's, you know, he's this brother figure to him. He's not this father figure to him. And then his mom dies, you know, and the, the one thing he tells his mom is like, I'll be back for you. And he comes back, but she's already dead. So he fails at that. He fails at protecting his father figure. It, not his fault. He's a child. You know, he wasn't there. He wouldn't have been able to do anything. Then he fails at protecting his actual mother because she gets slaughtered by the sand people. And, like, it's just, like, things like that where, like, it fucks him up. And essentially how, like, had Qui-Gon Jinn not died, there probably wouldn't have been a Darth Vader. But because he did and, but you know, like, it, it was just, it was fascinating. It was fascinating to look at that, especially when you have someone like Dave Filoni who's just so... He's like a living encyclopedia. Exactly. <clears throat> Guy knows so much about Star Wars. Um so it, that that was just you know that that's pretty cool again it, it's making me want to watch that clone war show even more I'll, I'll probably start watching that when i'm done with fargo uh but yeah man it's just i'm it made me more excited for mandalorian more so than well, anything. You, you know what's fun, you know what's funny with dave filoni is other than like george lucas he's been the primary like molder of the greater Star Wars mythos in pop culture. You know, he, he's, he's done all the animated stuff. Uh, his fingerprints are all over Mandalorian. And like, you know, when, when, when you go through like Mandalorian, like Easter eggs, and they'll say, oh, this, this is a reference to this. And it, it, that's all Dave Filoni, you know, tying everything into this greater universe. He, he's pretty great. So, yeah, I'm happy that we have someone like that that just cares you know, yeah. like the dude, and he, he's always wearing, he's almost always wearing a cowboy hat as well, which uh, yeah. uh, has nothing to do with anything, but I think that's pretty fucking cool. It, you know, the man just wears a cowboy hat. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, that that was pretty fun to look at. I mean, dude, this week was so busy at work. Like I, it, funny enough, last week after we finished recording, you know, we talked about like, oh, okay, let's, uh, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll make a few calls my way and, and try to, you know, put something together for us. But holy shit, it was just so busy at work that, I mean, we wound up working Saturday as well that yeah yeah I, I was i was concerned i was like oh no i was like we might it might just have to be dave and i but uh luckily for us this week we have uh someone who works uh over at the shop um you know we we from time to time we'll have people on that work with us you know because that's always kind of fun i mean a lot of the feedback we got was hey have people from the shop talk to us about what it's like working there um which mm-hmm. i mean yeah, of course. You know, we kind of take it for granted because we work there. We're like, what? It's so boring. Who wants to hear about this? But people genuinely find it interesting. Uh, and this week, we have uh, the quality control manager and the uh, 2019? Yeah, 2019 employee of the year, yep. uh, Eric Zisselman, which it was super fun. You know, Eric's, uh, it, he's a really smart guy. It's always fun just carrying a conversation with him. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, and this is some inside baseball, but like when we first started the podcast, you know, if you, if anyone's ever met Zis or knows him a little bit, he can be a little bit contrarian at times, a little you know, brash. He, he likes, yeah, he's a little brash, a little curt. Um, that's part of his lovable, lovable personality once you get past it. But like, you know, when we first started it, he was, he was being the devil's advocate and he's like, who wants to hear about anyone from the shop? And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, no one wants to hear about that garbage. And, you know, at first we're like, all right, I guess. And then, you know, we started inviting people from the shop on. And then you could tell he was like, hey, what are you going to invite me? And, you know, in our heads we're like, you said this was going to be boring. But, like, I think once he's, he got the concept of it, he was like, oh, I want to be part of that too. And so and, – and, and you'll you'll hear in the interview, everyone that's here at the shop is uh, – an important piece of the the greater machine that is pro wrestling keys. So, um, and he's kind of like the, the final stop before it heads out, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, he, you know, he talks about it. Like if, you know, if you get a t-shirt and there's a, a defect with it, um, you know, odds are he's going to beat himself up over it because yeah, you made one past the goalie. <laughs> yeah. You know, you made one past the goalie, but literally, everything you know all these every order every single one he touches goes through him he sits there and checks like i i work he works in front of me mm-hmm. you know? uh like when i'm not you know when i'm at my workstation my oh, my the place where i'm supposed to be uh if i just stood there all day the one thing i would see is eric you know pulling apart these orders opening up the t-shirts, making sure that, you know, it's not crooked, that it's the right design, that it's got its sleeves, that it's got its back print, that it's on the right shirt style, that's on, you know, all those things. Right? Yeah. So to, he does that all day long. And if one or three, if one or two, you know, goes through him, misses him, you know, no big yeah. deal, of course, but to He's him, human. yeah, we're all humans. We all make mistakes, but for him, like, he takes it pretty damn serious. Uh, so, you know, whenever Maggie or Julio get the emails that are like, oh, hey, this order was, you know, wrong. It was a large instead of an XL. Yeah. You know, it's it'll be like for us, it's like, oh, okay, well, 
you know, no worries. We'll send you a return label. Just go ahead, ship it back. You know, we're already working on getting your replacement. To him, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, and, you know, understandably so. We're all, uh, you know, none we all of us. take pride. We all take pride in our work. Nobody likes making yeah. mistakes. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, it's it was actually, it was, it was a really fun conversation. Um, he, he had a pop or two uh before yeah before the refreshments yeah he had a he had an adult beverage or two uh so it was fun hearing him loosen up a little bit and like at no point did it feel throughout the interview at no point did it feel like there was any sort any sort of like agenda or us having because again we had no questions uh no it's just buddies talking it was just buddies talking and i mean it's like the first 40 minutes this is gonna be a longer episode i I might have to edit it down just because it it was pretty long i'm not gonna lie there might be some stuff I'll, I'll cut out just for for the pure sake of not making you sit down for an hour and a half of just listening to us three talk you know i'll make it i'll make it listenable um we haven't yeah. already yet but super fun and yeah you know hopefully like listen if you guys like hearing you know these people that work with us and at this point we've had a good amount you know there's still some people from the shop that that i want to get on here um but yeah, like if you guys really like hearing people from the shop, let us know. You know, we're uh, we're open to pretty much anything. If you ever got, if you guys have any questions or concerns or just hey, any comments, just make sure to let us know because uh, again, we do this for you guys. You know, I mean, even if you know, listen, to, you, only if Ryan Mears and Trevor Outlaw were the only people listening to this, along with Vivian, hi Vivian, um, we would still be putting this on. You know, uh, yeah downloads and followers and all that stuff it's nice to have but we like doing this just because it's something that we like to do and you know the the icing on top of that you know cake is oh hey there's actually people that listen and support us and you know buy your t-shirts you know friend of the show kelsey she just bought a t-shirt you know from us and god you know it's it's awesome that we have people that support us us feel good yeah Yeah, it makes us feel real good um, but without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode uh, with Eric Zisselman, the, uh, was it the quality control engineer man- engineer, and, uh, and shipping manager and shipping manager. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eric Zisselman, ladies and gentlemen. So from time to time, we have people on the show who are members of the PWT cast you know, we've mentioned before the original title was the PWT cast featuring the PWT cast, but that's just way too wordy. Yeah. It would, I can't imagine the graphics Dave does every week having to include all that. It would just be way too much. And uh, we have a very special person with us today. He's the quality control engineer, uh, something like that. He gave us a long title. He's uh, quality control. You know, he touches every order that goes out. So if something is, you know, messed up and you have to contact Maggie, unfortunately, uh, you know, I was like, where to fucking go, you idiot. But we mean it in a loving gesture, you know, it's, uh, it's a boy's club back there. He's, uh, he's 2019 employee of the year as well. Uh, he, did, he dashed, uh, Berto's hopes for going back to back. He did, but you know what? It, it was fine that it was him as long as it wasn't, you know, this, you know, you know, you know, as who I'm happy it wasn't, yeah. uh, yeah, he, he listen, he, he has a lot of interesting stories. He's the person that I, I always credit to uh, how I how, how I found post wrestling or even the law. The conversation was literally this. It was uh, I walked over there, probably say something to to yourself or Paul, and he's like, Hey, 
you uh you listen to the law now what is it uh, they review wrestling you should check them out all right and now we're here now you know i consider myself like a like a stepchild to the post wrestling family so i credit him for that because without him you know i'm not friends with those guys uh you know this, this episode's been a long time building We've been probably trying to record this episode now for about 30 minutes. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, I'm trying to see how long I can prolong this, you know, just to get them to crack. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, 2019 Employee of the Year, Eric Zisselman. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. This is a lovely setting with two amazing gentlemen that have brought me on. And I'm feeling pretty good to be here. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. And we're all in the studio today. Yeah, this is this is the first episode we've done in months. Now, we're being responsible. So we came up here. Berto has set up three separate tables. And we are, we've measured out with a tape measure. We're six feet apart. And which, we're wearing masks. Which is why it took so long to get set up and everything working. We're actually, we were trying to use the, the fancy soundboard that we've purchased. And yeah. with the setup that we have now, it was just, it was not possible. So yeah. we've... A lot of wires. It looks like uh, some sort of trapeze. It's like a uh, weird hentai monster. <laughs> a weird hentai monster, yeah. but that's a that's you know that's a good way to describe this podcast. A weird hentai monster. Mm. Now, Eric, you told us you didn't want to talk about no. your origins here at Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, he's, he's deeply ashamed. But what I do want you to talk about is why have you had your pillow for so long? You mentioned this to me the other day. You've had your pillow for upwards of ten years. No, it's probably like. Uh, 17 years 17 years yeah it's a you know it's a feather pillow you know it's uh it, it's it brings comfort to me and i don't care what the scientists say or the doctors it doesn't it doesn't bother me i'm a i have an incredible immune system and there's no way you're gonna pull my feather pillow away from me i have three of them they're all very old but um you know it it's it's not a big deal i don't, I don't care what people say i'm gonna hug those fuckers and it's gonna be incredibly comfortable on my body and i'm gonna get a great night's rest now david as a father yes all right if any either one of your children had a pillow that they've been holding on to for 15 you know almost 15 years well, let me just say i don't recommend uh the common man holding on to their pillow for uh no 15 doctor. to 17 years um and i'm also no common man so that should put it in perspective yeah. that my pillow is better than your pillow so you need to realize that... And an extraordinary brain mm. and cranium has been laying on it. Yeah, it, as small as my brain is, it, the, the cranium and the outside is incredible, impeccable, yeah. indistinguishable... Very well-formed. ...of a sexual uh, yeah. tendencies. I, you get it, yeah. I get you, exactly. you know what I'm saying, yeah. So why don't you just take it from here? I guess what I'm saying is, if your kids have pillows for that long, at what point are you going to have them committed? Well, you know, mm. on this, I must agree with uh, Zisselman. My wife has her childhood pillow Ooh. <laughs> on our bed. So what we do is we have a two-pillow system. We have one base pillow, which is normally the newer mm-hmm. pillow, mm-hmm. and then the comforting, smushed-up, battered feather pillow on top. So right. we get the support of modern science, but the comfort of tradition. See, mm. in my closet, I have a, a blanket. From when I was a child, I don't use it anymore, but sure. it's nicely folded mm-hmm. up. It's like a nice mint green. What's on it? It's just it's a just, green? just mint green blanket. Nice. Yeah, it's okay. there. Uh, I have that. I also have a. It's an older Winnie the Pooh. So when my sister was born, so that thing I've got a year on it basically. Yeah. Uh, when my sister was born, my uncle's bought her Winnie the Pooh, and I was like, yeah, I don't like think so. Up. And I fucking took it, and it's just mine. 
So, yeah. and it, so it's up there and it's got this like nice blue like sweater that my mom knitted for it. She knitted me one and then she knitted for my bear. She like there's like a ca- sweater for your bear? Oh yeah. I, I took that bear with me everywhere. Okay. Like you, there's like on its mouth, yeah. it's like food stains because I would make him eat. Yeah, I stopped yeah, when I was like things. seventeen. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. <laughs> no, I, no, I grow attached. Yeah, I grow attached to it. There was one time where, so I don't, I've never told this story. I'm oh. gonna tell it. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I had an ex girlfriend. We dated for several years, and she she took the bear because she was like, oh, you know, it's it's special to you. So there was one time where we were like hooking up, and we probably shouldn't have been. We were we'd already been broken up. It was a really bad, messy breakup, and uh, like. I remember I was like, fuck, man, because I would constantly be like, hey, can I get my stuff back? And she just wouldn't give it to me. It included a PlayStation with Star Wars Battlefront 2 because that was like fucking cool game to play. Big mistake to give that to her. Or well, she took it so that she was smart to do that. Yeah, well, because I got a PS3. Yeah. So it, she, it, right. I had a PS3. They didn't have a DVD player or a PlayStation 2. And I was like, you know what? I'll be I'll be guy. the good guy. Yeah. What you know, guy. for her and her siblings to yeah. fucking to use. I was like, yeah, it's it's cool. And it's fucking her, so yeah. Exactly. So I hadn't since the breakup hadn't been back to her house and she would never like give me back my shit when I was mm-hmm. like, hey. So go over to her house. I'm sleeping over. No one's there. The whole the whole family's like in Mexico or some shit, but she had work. Yeah. So we're there. You know, I we, we you How know, old were you? Uh this was I would have been like twenty two. Okay. Twenty three, right. maybe. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you turned up the lust. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, lust I, meter. The, the only type of lust that you could get when the parents are not in. The right. House. Oh, my God. Oh, no okay. one's there. Dude, all over the house. Oh, all God. over the house. And so, she, yeah, those are coming yeah. off real so fast. So, she finally falls asleep. We're, we're in the living room. She falls, she falls asleep in the living room. She's completely spent. Because of the hard work. From the rogering. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I immediately get up, and in my head, I'm like, all right, there's. I'm like, well. This is the time where I could go grab all my shit and go put it in my car. It's like a fucking Seinfeld episode. And then go back to normal. Because yeah. this is my plan. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I ridiculously. You her put down. her to sleep. Yeah. So I, I go downstairs. I, I grab my Winnie the Pooh. I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck, where's the PlayStation? I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't even care about the PlayStation. Grab some other stuff and then like run out to the car. It, it's snowing too. It's not like heavy, but it's like no, light. It's, cool. it's like yeah, light it's snow. A, I, we're there. We yeah. see, I so see I like it. almost trip going out because you know it's like that light snow where you mm-hmm. mm. go put it in my car, go back inside because I had to go in and out the back door because she's in the living room. Yeah. Otherwise, she would have seen me. Sure. Didn't notice. And we talk, We stopped talking shortly after. And I was just proud that I could pull off this Ocean's 8, Ocean's 11 type of fucking thing where like, Yeah. But I have that Winnie the Pooh over there as well is what I'm was at. Was the Winnie the Pooh like watching you as you were? You know? No, it was downstairs in her room. It was oh, here. Well, she did like she she it was like stuffed up she on just, a shelf in the closet had it too, just to hurt you. Oh yeah, it was fully that, you know. <clears throat> Which yeah, in hindsight, ass. I probably should have took some of her shit. Like I probably should have took like her mm. camera and sold it. She come over and sex you to sleep. Uh no, would she would she, she definitely would have not have come over. It was <laughs> tensions were high. Right. My family would not have. Right, you would have had to have your whole family kicked out of the house for her, or maybe like a hotel room. Bring it back, you know. And then what? You're gonna bring the like, poo doll do you with get, you? To I would take it back. I would you? never take him to a dirty cesspool of a hotel. Yeah. But do you guys are like? Is that something you guys did? Mm. I, that was like a, a thing that a lot of kids like when it was like between like 18 and like whenever people started getting their first apartments mm-hmm. is they would like just go to hotels to hook up because 
I mean, I had a, I'm going to stop you right there, but yeah, I mean, you, you look like you were about to jump in there, but I've only had one experience where I went on a uh, Tinder date with a lovely lady. We went to um, the Rand Roadhouse. It was off of Rand Road and a uh, nice girl. And so we're hanging out the first time we met and basically we started having a bunch of cocktails, but there was no one in the entire bar. So it was just us two. It was like The Shining. Uh, a little bit. I mean, the, the bartender was uh, a female and more attractive and didn't tempt me with my soul or anything because I had a you know a lovely uh, woman with me. But listen, I put on the charm, and uh, you know the alcohol helped a little bit. And next thing you know, she is telling me, "Hey, let's get a hotel right now." And I said, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." After that, we went to the closest Holiday Inn. We walked in. The fucking, the main, who, who's the guy? The clerk, I guess. I mean, you don't call him a clerk. but uh, uh, Reception. The, who, the receptionist. I mean, I don't want to, you know, degrade anyone. I mean, concierge. The con- yeah. You know well, what? No, Let's concierge elevate. is a whole different thing. Yeah, no, but it's okay. Let's elevate this gentleman to a concierge. So the two of us walk into this Holiday Inn. It's like one of those like two or three story Holiday Inns. Mm-hmm. So it's a nicer place. It's near an airport. And... He sees that we mean business. Right. You're raring to go. We are raring to go. And we ask him, do you have an, a room for just the evening? And he looks us up and down and he says, absolutely not. You need to leave. <laughs> I swear to God. He said, no, we don't have it. I looked at her. She's like, God damn it. And I was like, yeah. Well, good news is I live down the street. So, um, we hopped in my car. Uh, we did some very poor driving. I was the one driving, and that was a I regret it. Mm-hmm. But we did make it safely to the destination, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I put in work that evening. And then she, uh, the next morning, she critiqued my work. Oh. Um, but I didn't really care because what was the, what was the review? The review was uh, you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> I was like, Which, listen, well, that, that is my biggest fear. The, like after hooking up with a girl, just afterwards, that like those words, yeah, like I'd probably jump out a window. If, well, you know, me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 well, I'm the thing worse. is, here's what you always have to remember: she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she she's a hundred percent wrong uh, because I was amazing. I remember, I, was, I, I somewhat remember, I was amazing, and she was having a good time too. Uh, we both had a lovely uh, evening of uh, cocktails and debauchery and uh, you know we uh, made it through the evening and I never called her back that's not true we hung out one other time and then you know it didn't didn't work out so yeah, yeah now I'm now I'm here with my with my buddies you know the good guys hey and you're in a happy relationship where you don't have to go to the holiday inn yeah 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 no everything's great so uh you know i mean sometimes you know you're like oh, Roxanne. But we uh, all have that rock know, sand that got away. It have. It, I tell you, whenever you have, whenever you get down with a girl who has her own song, you know, it's mm. kind of like, all right, uh, you know, you could check that off the list. But um, you know, I like I, you know, to be to find the crops of the whole story. You know, I I put in work and I think I did all right, even though she was like, eh, so you were the best you you could be. And yeah, absolutely. Well, really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I did I did well. Yeah, me personally, 
I've only had carnal relations with my wife. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, there's different types of relations you can have as a youngster other than, you know, and I'm saying this just imagining my stepchildren <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, when I was younger, I, I was raised up pretty religious, so I was trying to save myself for marriage. Mm. And then... Um, that was a, that was a thought going like yeah yeah you're like well I mean, I'm not gonna and then I, I did other things right up to the line of carnal relations but yeah uh, are you, you know, saying cardinal cardinal no carnal like, carnal like car carnivore yeah of the flesh Car- yeah carnivorous uh, yeah. yeah I don't yeah I I never really yeah. understood that well uh, relations of the flesh yeah carnal yeah. okay so um but. You know, it's corny, but like with my wife, I just, I kind of knew. Mm. And then uh, that's it. I get great reviews. See, I, I had a... <laughs> yeah, I better get good reviews. <laughs> I, get, I had a car. So what I would do, I think I might have talked about this on My Violet Tendencies, uh, friend of the show, Matt Nix's podcast. Maybe not. I don't know. I talk about it all the time uh, in my personal life just because, you right. know, that's yeah. what guys do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I worked at the movie theater over here by uh, Logan and Western. Mm. Regal City North 14. How may I help you? That just used to, you know, mm-hmm. when I first started working still at there. when I first started working at Kohl's, uh, I would always answer the phone like that, and then immediately hang up. And then people would call back and be like, "Oh, I just called and said it was a movie theater." And I'm like, "That's weird." I'm sorry. Um, were you trolling people as you no, you, would, you would answer and then hang memory. up on them? Muscle memory. What? Yeah. Because I I worked at the theaters for like two and a half oh, years. Oh, you were at Kohl's saying yeah. that. Got yeah. it. My apologies, yeah. everybody. No, no, no. Uh, so I used to work at the movie theater there, and I don't know how it is now, but then the top floor was like off. Just nobody would park there because mm-hmm. it was a giant fucking parking lot. Rarely ever did it get full. Like there was always at least two or three levels that, as busy as it was. Such you a know? good spot up there. Yeah, so yeah. it's the best. But what? So. I would always take women up there because it's mm. a beautiful view of the skyline. Awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie to this day. Like, it's, I'll, I'll yeah, take a woman up there. Yeah, you still go over there. Yeah. yeah. Be like, you, know, you don't have to work there. Yeah, no. I'll be like, oh, look at this beautiful skyline or whatever. But, now I know, so I'm using that one. Yeah, that's fine. It's, yeah. It's, listen, we're we're in a pandemic. I'm not taking any girl up there. <laughs> uh, but I would go up there, and like as you're, you're taking the ramp to go up, there's like a thing blocking off the ramp. I would always, you know, just go up there, move them, and then mm-hmm. what? There were just cones. Or? No, like these like a little gate. Kind of, yeah, like these giant, like. But enough for you to move, like you could enough just, for me to move. Yeah, they were yeah. just wasn't that heavy. Not really. Yeah, no, more of a deterrent. Yeah, deterrent. Yeah, exactly. Man who's with his with a lady, you know, and a lovely landscape. He's gonna listen. He won't be deterred. An eighteen year old trying to, you know. Trying, yeah. to, trying to fuck better be much gonna, heavier. trying to look at skylines and yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. listen get my skyline so I'll move that and then move it back so that if another person was trying to go up there they sure. see that and like oh okay well I can't move it because mm. even security wouldn't go up there you know mm-hmm. what kind of fucking security is that not gonna good be out there looking for Albertos up there not very good skylines uh, so I would go up there and listen my parents gave me a car for work and I definitely you put in the work I definitely yeah. put in the work yeah. so that was uh up until I mean even that girlfriend that I was talking about we'll call her Lucy mm. even till about because uh, I would bring Lucy around and my parents like we're a little like they're not religious but they were kind of just like ah like we don't want you having a girl in your room so they're good parents un- yeah, yeah no locked un- doors until, right? yeah, yeah yeah like until after a few months where it's just like oh hey we're just gonna go to my room and they're like all right whatever 
uh, you know, for like that six months or so. Mm. That uh, <laughs> that top floor of that parking lot was uh, was my bedroom, basically. That's got to be a good feeling as a parent. You know, it's like your son comes home with a lovely lady mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, all right. I'll, I see what's going on here. Well, all I guess right. I guess we can ask right, Dave well, for make reference. Sure you fucking wear a condom. You know. Um, so, you know, with my two stepsons, they've both brought people home that like instantly you you have like a little sixth sense about that as a parent. Ooh, like, I like this. I know this person is mm. definitely one might be an okay person by themselves, but they're not good for the kids. Um, or they're not good for each other. Like, um, you know, and I, I'll even say, like, sometimes my stepsons were bad for the people that they were with. Mm, they weren't ready right. emotionally. Um, you know your, you know them. Yeah, and that's happened a couple times. Like, uh, my oldest stepson right now is in a really great relationship uh, uh, at school right now. and uh, She was at Thanksgiving, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. But, you know, we joke around because she's Asian, and she, my daughter is actually taller than her, but they both had like straight brown hair. And like, if they weren't facing you, they looked almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like they could wear each other's clothes. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird, but she's she's very nice. And um, you know, Scotty, he's not a bad boy. He's kind of nerdy, but like in a good way, like smart, very frugal. Jacob, on the other hand, is kind of a bit of a wild child, and he's brought some wild girlfriends around well every time i see him he's wearing that black leather jacket with his slick back hair and yeah and he's always he's always smoking cigarettes what yeah. the fuck no <laughs> can you gre- set me up with uh he's jacob ha- <laughs> he's hanging around with greasers and yeah got a switchblade comb <laughs> he's, he's always working on that car next door with your neighbors yeah, Who, yeah. by the way I don't, know, I don't know if you talked about it your neighbors just every time i've gone to oh. your house they're always just this dude frank is well there's so there's this guy frank that's always lived next door and like such a neighbor name. Hey, hey Frank. Yeah, he's a dickhead, though. Yeah, of course. I no, him. I know. Yeah. But, like, he built... I know a, a Frank who's a prick, too. He, he <laughs> built out his garage so it was two cars deep. His garage is almost bigger than his house. Yeah. It's added another level, and then nice. he added... He doubled the driveway width solely so he could put cars in and work on them. Constantly grinding on stuff, welding. You hear... It's my guy. Sounds uh, like a real man's man. I, 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 to be honest with you, the only time... That I've been to your house and have not seen him working on a car was Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's because it was too cold. Yeah, it's probably just because it was too cold. But every time I go over there, but he, he he's like your typical like gearhead. So he's like you know, if you I've never been in his garage, but like you probably see like Chevy posters and nice. Oh, there's muscle for, car there's guys. for sure a, a a poster somewhere of a woman in a bathing suit. Yeah, but then you next know. door to him, so two neighbors over. Mm, can't wait for it this. A, it was a family of like tuner people like they do they do drifting competitions so you'll see like fast and the furious style vehicles so, next to the muscle guy and okay. i don't think they like each other probably not but, like this guy's got like a trailer with like a supra with a big wing and like fucking graphics all over it it almost sounds like you're describing the plot to the first fast and furious yeah, yeah this guy is like shitty dom toretto and then the other guys are like the other guys yeah no that's amazing yeah. i have you ever walked over there and done the whole like leaning on his car be like hey there frank no but there was one time like my daughter was playing with a tennis ball and it, it literally rolled on the sidewalk toward his property not even on it and he said that ball better not hit any of my cars <laughs> i said or what the fuck are you going to do to a little kid? He's like, nothing. It just better not come over here. And I just scooted it over, and he just went back in his garage and shut the fuck up. 
Don't fucking threaten a little. She was like five at the time. What are you gonna? Even if I, being a strong man, threw a tennis ball as hard as I could at one of his cars, Probably. nothing would happen. Yeah, it's Detroit muscle yeah. right there. And if it did, you're a horrible car builder. <laughs> yeah. See, well, I often think about that too, especially because, like, so now, like, my oldest nephew, he's about seven, eight, and so he's gonna get. Like in a few years, mm-hmm. he's like, gonna be a car guy. He's gonna be a car guy. No, he's gonna get to that age where you just start being like, a sh- like a little shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially listen. He's an eight year old. He's an eight year old boy right now. Yeah. So in yeah, a few years, you know, him and his friends, yeah, they're just gonna do kid things. And I don't know. I haven't been a kid for a very long time. Right. That's but debatable. Like, I know <laughs> that's debatable. You know, uh, but by the law, yeah, according right. to the law, yeah, I have well, been a man for a while now. Yeah, so, yeah, but like, there's just a lot of like uh, a lot of shit we got up to, you know. And I'm like, do do kids still do that? Because like, I remember there being like shitty neighbors who would be like real shitty to us, and then it was just like, oh, you picked like the wrong fucking kids to like fuck with. You know what's funny is like I was actually just listening to like Joe Rogan do uh, an interview. I think it was with Russell Brand, where they were talking about toxic masculinity. And he said, it's not so much in male adults. I mean, they do exhibit that. But, like, it's always a group of teenage boys where it's the worst. Like, you get one teenage boy, and they're not, you know, they'll stay to themselves, play video games. But you get five of them, and then they're all trying to impress each other. Mm. They're all trying to show how macho and testosterone. And then, you know, they end up blowing up frogs or lighting cats on fire. Or hitting each other with bats and stuff. Like, I remember when I was younger, we were really into, like, uh, like airsoft, like BB guns, and mm-hmm. we would just shoot each other with BB guns. Yeah, just out in the woods, like assholes, or you know, we would end up like stealing shit. <clears throat> and it's it's always like groups of teenage boys just doing the dumbest shit. Yeah, I, well, it's all one-upsmanship, yeah. right? I mean, to be honest, it's funny that you bring it up because uh, not, I mean, it has well, kind of has something to do with it. But I was just watching Eyes Wide Shut in a real throwaway scene. <laughs> you and there. your friends would go to orgies. No, 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 no. I was no, just no. watching no. a bunch of stuff of Eyes Wide Shut. No, but uh, well, yesterday. yeah, I watched it. I watched the whole movie yesterday. Oh. Me and Felicia watched it. She, uh, Felicia, for those of you unaware, your huh? Felicia, for those who yeah, are. Felicia, my girlfriend, yeah. Uh, yeah, my lovely lady. Were you guys wearing like capes and? No, like, no, no. We're just vests. hanging out. I mean, the only thing she was wearing was like a face of disgust as she was watching uh, Nicole Kidman try and act drunk or try and act mm-hmm. high. It's like. See, that actually blew me away because I know that Stanley Kubrick is so um, hands-on mm-hmm. with a lot of his actors, and I also read that this was his last movie, so I'm wondering, how did he allow her to be such shit at being drunk or being high, I guess? But neither here nor there. Uh, the thing that I was bringing up was, there's a scene where Tom Cruise is just walking down the street, and there are legit like five teenage boys that like oh and they shove yeah, them over yeah they shove them over they're like what's up you pussy blah 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 you know they're like they go drop fuck an yourself on him. they drop plenty of f-bombs on them yeah. tom is just blown away pushed against the car doesn't know what to do but exactly i mean you get a bunch of young guys together they're gonna start doing a lot of dumb shit yeah. because they want to feel more comfortable with one another but i don't i do think that that actual physical Nature is kind of taking a backseat because a lot of our youth is becoming more electronic. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, not to fucking beat a drum, but I mean, a lot more people could jump on like a a bullying thing on one person. Mm -hmm. But uh, not that, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, obviously it's not good, but it would probably be better if it was more 
if it was a physical confrontation in a subjective location versus... So what you're saying is like in the natural order, mm. we'll, we'll say like an alpha type. Yeah, absolutely. Get a, along with some other alpha types and then be shitheads. Yeah, and there's only five of them. But now any weenie can be a shithead. Right, behind behind their and, screen name. And, and behind... oftentimes it's more hurtful. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Can I tell you, I can't be on like... Uh, game chat on my playstation and call of duty simply because of 15 year old boys yeah sure you know what I mean? yeah yeah because then is that I like a legal saying, thing like you're not allowed near 15 year old boys yeah I, I have to register <laughs> <laughs> right like ashamedly I, I would say the most racist homophobic just evil things i could say because you got a little shithead dropping n-bombs on you. yeah you're trying to pull it out of him as he's pulling it out of you yeah and you're like how dare you so then you just and it's just like Online is the most toxic. Yeah, I mean, you're a grown-ass man. You pay bills. Yeah. You have a fucking mortgage. And then you have some 12-year-old, you know, dropping FJs on you and saying that you're a nobody. And you're like, yeah. bro, I got kids. I have a wife. Fuck you, man. I've said some horrible things on Yeah. Show. See, I'm not an online gamer. But I like, I would probably say some pretty fucked up shit if I have I some I mean, just yelling. to get a rise out of someone. You want them to react. Yeah. You know, very much. Because... It was like Elon Musk was also on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, uh, apparently sponsor of the show this week. Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, yeah. But like Elon Musk was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like all these people can talk all the shit they want, but like they don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know me. So what does it matter? There's no reason to get upset about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fucking voice in in the fucking void. Yeah, but there, there's just something about being online, and it it act. First of all, we'll mention something else too. But like your ego turns on, mm-hmm. and it's just running. It's redlining the entire time. And, you know, it'd be the same as if you were in, like, a fight club. Like, your testosterone's flowing. I'm better than you. But it's so easy to hit that peak mm-hmm. online, and you're not exerting any physical Yeah, absolutely. So just, I just keep going. You're not tired. You know, like, how many times have you seen a fight where two guys hated each other, and then they've spent their ego and then hugged each other? And now we're, you know, like in UFC. Yeah, no. That's... You know, you got these guys talking shit for two months. Fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And then they respect each other out of the fight. But you don't have Absolutely. that in video games. You don't have that, I've been battered. And wow, I've, I've, while I've been punched in the face, I've reevaluated my position. And I do respect you. You don't get any of that. You just have ego hitting ego. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's like, I, like online, I tend to just not care about that stuff. Like also, but also there's not, there's no people online that are like attacking me. Yeah. Mm. Like what I get really upset about is when I see people talk shit about like pro wrestling tees mm-hmm. because it's like one, it's it is never any legitimate gripe that someone has. It's an inconvenience. It's an, like so earlier in this week for for instance, uh, someone tweeted out, uh, and I guess it I guess it was more so like joking because they apparently they work for WWE and they were like I got an AEW shirt with really? like as a grab oh, bag. Yeah. I remember those. You know, and Tony Khan was like, deal with it. Yeah. Like. Jokingly, it was all in, all, all in jest. Right. But then, like, seeing people's comments, it's just like, man, you invest so much so much time in your day to just, like, yeah, I'd be pretty upset, too, if I got an AEW shirt. Would you? And it's, it's like, it's like, well, one, like, you, if you're purchasing a mystery shirt, yeah. God knows what you'll get. You can get a t-shirt with, like, a, a stick of bamboo on it. Yeah. And you know, like a fucking, I don't know, like a New Japan logo underneath that. And you're like, yeah. I mean, that, that's the point. We're, we're selling you a fucking question mark. Yeah. Right. But so, see, I like I get upset a lot when it's that with like when people like just like attack pro wrestling, like as a company. Because listen, if any of you guys follow Ryan, you know, 
online Reinbark and the owner. Oh, this guy is just, you know, trolls. If you're going to come at the king, you best not fucking miss. He's and the troll king. This guy is king of the trolls. Yeah. Like, let me, you know, first and foremost, he can handle himself. But it's always like one of those things where I'm just like, fuck you. Like, why would like, and, and it's again, it's never like a legitimate gripe. It's, it's never like, you know what? Um, I keep purchasing t-shirts and, and they keep coming out messed up and I'm just, I, I don't want to purchase t-shirts from there anymore. It's mm-hmm. I purchased this t-shirt three days ago and it's not here already. Despite like the website saying, Hey, seven to 10 days or even especially now during the quarantine where it's like, listen, we are short. Our, our staff cut in half. So it's going to take a little bit longer. And you know, you have your, your pleasant people, your pleasant customers, you know, you have your, your dentist day juniors who, you know, they understand. Wow, what a and, shout out. You know, shout out Dennis A. Jr., yeah. friend of the show. DDJ, what's up, yeah. buddy? DDJ. It's my um, first time saying what up, what up, buddy, but what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, I've been drinking, what up, what up, what up. But then you also have people who it's just like that, where it's just like, you hear like Julio or Maggie who deal with these people, mm-hmm. where it's just like, I purchased my t-shirt two days ago and it's not here right now, and it's like. Well, and that's the thing, it's not even that it's late, it's that it's not early. Yeah, like, yeah. We, like we don't keep stock. Yeah. You know, like we print on demand. Like a really good, like educational thing would be to just watch like the movie for pro wrestling because yeah. you see the process there. And like I get it, not everyone knows that. Some people might have just, oh, you like that T-shirt you saw that guy wearing? Go to this website and buy it. But like also, I'm not gonna go to a website and like purchase something and not read like how long will this take to actually right. get to me? On top of a website that probably has like what two or three pop-ups that say, hey, just so you know. It's going to take a little longer. Well, it's not even that either. It's the type of person that would complain like that would complain no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you'll get your Sam Banks About types. anything, yeah. yeah. You, they'll, they'll be a little chicken shit, and then they'll, they'll talk shit only because they want people to say, hey, look, that Sam Banks guy is talking shit, you know? So, um, yeah, it's not. It's rarely, rarely ever is it an actual service problem. Because mm-hmm. the people that actually have service problems are generally the nice ones. Hey, man, there, there was a hole in the armpit. Got the wrong size. Right. Those people have legitimate complaints, and they're rarely like thumping their chest. I am sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be that would be <laughs> that's, this yeah, guy's fault. Right that's here. usually my fault. All right. I'm. Uh, I'm but to be it, fair though, you go through so much, thousands. and even yeah. and now it's like it's a better process because like no, absolutely, I, I I completely understand. Uh, but there are there are multiple times when I should be doing better. But you have to realize that we're shipping out so many shirts and so much product. And there's a lot to go through. And your brain is just withering. Like, explain, ex- explain to those of you who don't yeah. know, what what is a typical day like for Eric? Uh, I mean, my day is basically checking every single shirt that goes out. For straightness. Um, for stri- yeah, uh, I'm looking for uh, crooked shirts, looking for off-center. I'm looking for uh, threads that are missing that aren't the the proper uh, not gonna say length but um holes in shirts uh, stains yeah stains yeah uh, plenty of stains cleaning up shirts uh constant uh, fixing hats like little things that need to be taken care of but I, i'm not complaining it, the work is the work but whoever is upset about something has to realize that it's it's fucking nuts. I mean, it's uh, when 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 there might be three mistakes out of a thousand. I think I did a pretty fucking good job today. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's it's less than like it's like a fraction of a percent. Yeah. When the and volume I, is so big. Absolutely, and I'm thankful for all the customers that we have, and I know that, uh, 
you know, 95% of our customers are good people and uh, appreciate the product that we put out. And I know uh, multiple times when I look at uh, shirts that we send out, it could be better. And I do my best to, you know, uh, put those off to the side and uh, get them replaced so that they are done better. So it, it, it's not an easy job, but uh, I do my best and I, I care about uh, the product that we're putting out. So, you know, if, if someone's not too happy with it, uh, let Ryan know. But, uh, <laughs> he's like, no, he's don't do it. Ryan. Yeah, don't let Ryan know. But um, listen, uh, just know that there's a huge team behind every shirt that you receive. And a lot of people are working pretty damn hard for that shirt to get to you. So well, and here's the thing. So like, when you find a defect, mm-hmm. right? Those don't get thrown away. Those turn into botched shirts, right? Correct. But how many times have people actually got botched shirts and said, "I don't see anything wrong with it"? I mean, that's the that's the level of scrutiny that uh, you know Ziss is doing. He's looking at it, and like, I've I've been back there, and he's been like, "Does this look crooked to you?" And I'm like, eh, "Not really," but you know, to him it was crooked. And, and well, like, how many times? Have you guys? Per- and I know it happens all the time with people at the shop where they'll come mm-hmm. in with like a T-shirt or something that they purchased from somewhere else that's not us, and we're just like, "Whoa, like who yeah. printed that?" Yeah, that, 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 that thing that is so pretty low, often, or it's yeah. off center. And like again, a normal person would not notice those things, sure. but like we've been conditioned to where I'm like, right? It, it's my job as the 2019 Employee of the Year yeah. to uh, keep an eye out for. All these things, and there have been multiple times when I will pull it off to the side and say, "I don't know if I should send this out." And you know, I, I get a couple yays, couple nays, but uh, in the long run, I'm going to say no because I care about the product that I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give you the attempt to give it the best product I can. Now, I think you do a great job, but can we talk about like one time you did a spectacular mm. fuck up? Yeah, I, uh, so actually, let it. me we have let, video of it. Let, you let, have video of my yeah. fuck up. Let me tell you the story of how I came to ship one hour tea stuff. <laughs> so uh, when I when I was first started at one hour teas, it was at one hour teas, and I was the reception, and then I slowly got moved to the back. And the story with that, I think we touched on it with the Frank episode where um, it was around like Black Friday, and I was just kind of like, oh, like nine to five, like I'm kind of just bored like I, I wish i could work some more and i'm like leaving one night and i see them all like I still wish I could working work some more look at this fucking guy <laughs> i see like everyone's still working and i'm like oh hey i'm like frank do you guys need help with anything and they're like oh actually yeah if you want to go help gina you know <clears> do this this i'm like all right cool and then slowly every day like it, it just kept taking me until eventually it was mom and dad with frank and karima fighting for me and for those of you know for those of you who know frank frank won that battle much like he would nine out of ten times uh and so i'm like working the back and i remember ryan he bought this poster printer it was the first poster printer that we had not the specific one mm-hmm. so he's like yeah he's like you know you can run this and then uh help gino with the boxes and you know just i'll grab the t-shirts off the back of the belt as a conveyor belt when they come off i'm like all right cool cool sounds fine i can do that but 20 minutes later uh there's a kerfuffle going on uh in which someone accidentally shipped uh numerous orders together in one package and ship that to the customer and uh not much long after that ryan was like you're fucking doing one hour tea stuff now you're, you're packing this up and shipping it out all right and i was just like that was you yeah you, you were doing one hour tea stuff yeah because okay. i was like it was not my job but i i think because i was in cl- close proximity was the first person mm. that he saw he was just like yeah. you're doing this from yeah. now on and i was just like okay i didn't even know what was going on like i just again heard a kerfuffle 
there's all this commotion going on and then he's just right you know just yelling angry he's like you're doing this from now on and i was like okay there, dave Chappelle has a skit about uh uh bill clinton and they're like why would you cheat with monica Lewinsky?" and he just Sticks his head yeah. out. Uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Come here. Get in here. Get on the desk. But no, what I'm talking about is that there's a. I was in the room when this happened. Oh, that's not even the story you were talking about. No. no. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I was in the room. And I love reliving this shit. <laughs> it must have been after like I think it was after a Bullet Club Day sale because it was just a gigantic table just stacked with. Bullet oh Club wow! Shirts. Yeah. All right. And I'm sitting there with Michael and like. So we do crates, right? This was a crate issue, I think. Uh, yeah, most likely. And so, you know, you got the, the big crate, and then you got internationals, and then you got cheap heats, mm-hmm. which are, you know, they don't got the shirts. They have, like, the collectibles in them. And so, for some reason, a bunch of the cheap heats had not shipped, and we thought they shipped. And Ryan's just going crazy. He's yelling. And, and sometimes Weren't they just, like, sitting in the corner or some <laughs> shit? Yeah. He's looking, and everyone's like, we checked everywhere. And he's like, where the fuck are they? You know, he... There was a lot of pressure because there was a sale and mm-hmm. like, people were earlier days, yeah. And yeah, and so the Bullet Club isn't fine storyline was going on, so we were wondering, yeah. are they fine or not? So, actually, I think that was right around the time. Yeah. So, um, no one can find it, and like almost a week went by. I think we were on like 15 days where like these things we just thought shipping lost them, and then he walks in and he checks some boxes underneath like a table. And it's all the it's all the cheap heat. They're like international cheap heats. Or yeah, something. yeah. And he goes, "What the fuck is this?" He pulls it out, and I'm just looking there, and I'm looking at everyone in the room, and like you're sitting there, and you're just taping boxes and not mm-hmm. saying anything. Yeah. And I was like, "He's guilty." And then Ryan takes the table and he flips like 400 Bullet Club shirts and said, "I can't take it anymore." And he walked out. Yeah, now, he flipped and, an entire fucking table yeah, of shirts. Paul didn't say anything. He got up and he just started stacking the shirts. And then Ryan's like, oh, "I got to do everything my fucking self." Now, in that moment, yeah, did you realize that it was you? No, I I always shift the blame. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> you like, yeah, oh, no, this is well, my fault. It's gonna fall. Well, on me. most likely. I mean, it, you go into fucking survival <laughs> mode right there. You're like, all right, uh, looking around. You're like, uh, Michael, what'd you do, buddy? He's like, what are you talking about? It was all you. Well, of course, the first thing Michael does is like, we got to get video of that. <laughs> so yeah, there, yeah, that was the first thing. Video of Ryan just flipping the table, but like, I gotta say. Like it's never fun getting in trouble, but it's always fun watching other people get in trouble. Yeah, it's knowing none of it's blowing back at you. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, listen, in your early days, you have a couple hiccups. You know, I've sent out, uh, um, I've sent out a box with an empty box. You know, no no product inside of it, and I'm, I'm sorry to whoever you are who received it. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I've learned. I've learned that you have to send out uh, boxes that are filled. You know, (laughs) you can't send out an empty box. But uh, it's listen. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm under a lot of pressure. (laughs) And you guys have to understand that. Yeah, and Ryan's a fucking psycho, so I don't care. And that's the thing too, though. Like the good thing with us is like I feel like at like a corporate job, some like you know a lot. Listen, the three of us here, we have no shortage of mistakes between us. We've you know, for as much as we've done for the company, we've probably done a mistake or two that's cost yeah. us some money. Uh, but we fix it. That, that's the, you know, that's, that's what it is. But the good thing is, like, if it was some sort of, like, corporate entity. Yeah, of you course. Know, it was you know? Amazon. Gone. You know, we'd be gone. 
but we're lucky in that we have someone like Ryan who's like, we're listen, we're gonna give you shit for yeah. you know, until yeah. someone else fucks up totally. and then they do I mean, something. Ryan's explosive. Uh he's gonna give you uh terrifying texts and saying <laughs> that you fucked up and this is your fault, which I mean really fucking sucks. But in next day, hey, how are you? You know, uh, hey, how was your day? You know, mm-hmm. but he realizes that these people are loyal. They work for me hard and that they're going to always show up to do the fucking job. So that's why, you know, you also have to have a backbone as in our business. You know, you can't allow something that Ryan might flip a table over, literally throw a fucking table on the ground. Be like, well, that was was a rough day, honey. You know, Uh, Ryan kind of freaked out, but, you know, we'll be at it tomorrow. So, I mean, you guys get it. Well, like the other thing is, too, like, you know, with Ryan, he doesn't like it if you... Clearly, if you don't, if you make a mistake, he doesn't like it. But he definitely doesn't like it if you try and pass the blame, mm. fall on your sword, and say I fucked up. Man up. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, there was a time, like I put up the, I think it was the the bobble brawlers, and I did the wrong shipping, and he's like, dude, you fucking cost me twenty five hundred dollars in shipping. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'll, and I said, I'll pay for it. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, about good it. thing you're rich, bud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no I mean, kind of like you mentioned, you know, it's good to have like a backbone because, yeah, of course, and we talk about it a lot. But like, this is a place of men. <laughs> every day, but it's yeah, like no, yeah. it's a brotherhood back here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like how many how many times in a day do I call you an idiot or stupid? That's and, and, and vice versa, you know. But like, we all call each other names. I get it. We're boys, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you're fucking working hard back there. This is warehouse vibe. I mean, yeah. people get it. And I think that's like one of the more pleasant things too about working there. It's that, like, there's, I can't ever recall a day where I walked in, someone said something, and I'm like, man, I didn't really like that thing Eric had to say. I gotta go and talk to Gail about it. Yeah, I gotta go talk to fucker, yeah. you know. Or like, I have to go talk to HR about it. I I've known of one person, and she no longer works there. Who you know, who was something like that. And then when we recently had someone who was kind of just like, ah, like, uh, you know, this vibe isn't for me and totally okay. You know, like, again, like it's not. You definitely have to have a certain mm-hmm. personality to, to be able to take that. Yeah. You know, because uh, I mean, Michael, for instance, literally before we started recording, I'm, I opened the door and I'm just yelling, stupid Michael, Michael, you idiot. And, you know, he probably gets the most abuse out of anyone. And there's times where we push him right to the top of the cup. You know where he's about to spill over, but you know. But then yeah. the next day he comes in and it's just like, "Oh, hey, did you see this?" Well, yeah, yeah. the, the man like, realizes. Yeah, <laughs> he realizes that he's a very important part of this fucking right. uh, you know ecosystem that we have going, and he's also a grown ass man with yeah. a fucking family. So people who are between the ages of twenty five and thirty saying dumb shit to him it's not gonna get to you you're a fucking grown-ass yeah. man you know it's like i have, to, I have bills to pay i don't have time to fucking Un- nonsense unless you're on the chris jericho cruise and he's trying to go to sleep in me and dave well yeah that's another sleep. that's we another really uh, pushed uh, him to the edge of sea madness yeah but i mean then that, that was all that was on in fun and in jest yeah. Mm. um yeah man it's i don't know that's just, it's one of the pleasant things about working there like i don't ever have to worry about like saying something to someone and then them kind of just like being upset. But also by that same, it's kind of like a, like I've heard stories of like Vince McMahon where he's like, I won't make anyone do something that like they won't want to do. Like recently, I guess just did it. Yeah. Like with Rob Gronkowski or whoever that guy is. Famous football guy was scared to do a stunt. Hall of Famer. He was scared to do some sort of stunt and Vince McMahon like 
just did it and they're like, you're almost 80. Yeah. Like, what did he do? What are you talking about? It's it like a dive into a net. S- some dive off like some sort of scaffold and, and like Vince dove. Yeah. yeah. And Rob Gronkowski was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And Vince is like, he did it. And then he gets up. He goes, that wasn't so bad, was it? Which say, say what you will about Vince McMahon. He is correct. Like there's times where he's done stuff. He stuck his own face in Bigfoot or Bigfoot, Big Show's ass. <laughs> Might as well be Bigfoot. Um, Rikishi's you know, ass as well. He blew out both his quads and then still... You know, went in the ring and. But it's a, well, it's kind of like with Vince, where it's like, I don't, you know, like I won't give anyone shit that I'm like not prepared to take. Because mm-hmm. again, that also recently happened where someone was dishing some stuff out and then they got it thrown back their way and made a, a big fuss about it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, again, it's it's not like that with everyone, and I, I definitely do enjoy the the camaraderie, especially like, uh, I, I'm he's probably listening because you're on on this week's episode. Yeah. Who's Mark, listening? Mark. Mark. Like Mark, so he's a new employee. You know, he's been there maybe what, since like what Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. So he's maybe been here about what, what do we got like two months, maybe or no more than that. Well, that was well, it feels November. like a long time, you know. <laughs> but him, like he's someone who, like when he first started working, we all kind of just like gave. You got to test him. You got to test, test him. The man, see yeah. how much you know, and like very much. I remember from the get go, like maybe a weekend like him and paul would just go back and forth and i was just like okay like paul's gonna dish it this guy's gonna fucking take yeah. he's not just gonna take it on the chin he's gonna fucking dish it back right. and it's like all right cool and you respect it yeah I'll, yeah yeah, yeah. everyone's got now. respect for the man now yeah. yeah absolutely the way he stands up for himself so it's it's absolutely a positive um man i guess we should probably get into some wrestling talk because we've gone about 47 minutes and not really I mean, mentioned I'm wrestling with you I haven't actually watched any wrestling. Well, no, not that. From, I mean, from any source for since the coronavirus hit. Well, I more so meant like the questions that we ask. Like what? Well, the, the two questions that we ask every oh, guest those that we questions. have on. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, I don't want, I don't, listen. One, are you, yeah. What, yeah. what is your sign? What is my sign? Yeah. No, that's not one of the questions <laughs> we ask. So actually, before we get to the two questions, yeah. uh, you brought up something to yeah. us prior to to this. So I'm sitting at home. I'm coming up with all these innovations mm-hmm. that I have to get patented, I think. Listen. As a man of your caliber yeah. does. You know, Elon Musk Jr. over mm. here. So I'm going to tell you See. one that was born of my ignorance. Mm. And then I did some research. So I've been watching a lot of fishing videos. Okay. like uh, Regular fishing? Like fishing, spear fish. There's this guy, uh, deer meat for dinner. He does like hunting and fishing mm-hmm. and stuff. Now, mind you, I've never gone snorkeling before, mm-hmm. but I had a good idea of how snorkels work. But then he's doing like some deep sea, not, not deep sea, but like he's going down. And he's like catching lobsters and he's spearing fish. Mm-hmm. He's got the snorkel on. And I was like, I know this sounds stupid, but like I called my brother. I was like, how do snorkels work? Yeah, I feel the same way. I've had this exact same yeah, in my head. I'm like, surely the tube is not holding up enough air mm. for you to breathe. Oh my god, I can't right? wait to find out. So typically, when you're snorkeling, you're at the surface mm-hmm. and your eyes—you know—you got your goggles and you're looking down. But I always see these people diving with the snorkels. I'm like, how are they breathing? Water gets in there. Water has to get in these mm-hmm. snorkels, of course. And he's like, yeah, that's, you're not supposed to breathe underwater with them. Right. Like, then why even have them? And he's like, well, because when you're snorkeling, typically you're at the surface and you're just looking. And then if you see something you want, you can dive down real quick, hold your breath. Right. But this way, it allows you to look down and you got your tube so you can breathe the water or breathe the air. Um, and then you don't have to like 
pull your eyes away from the surface mm-hmm. of, the, of the bottom. Right. I was like, that's cool, but like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just like go down there and breathe? He's like, yeah, it's called scuba tanks. I was like, yeah, but like, you got to charge it, you got to whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to put a wetsuit on. I know where you're all going. That stuff. I know where you're going. I said, what if you what if you innovated the snorkel? He's like, what are you what are you thinking about? I was like, what about the long snorkel? <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I was going. No, no, think about it. <laughs> so, so okay. Clearly, this is not for deep sea exploration. Yeah. Say, what is, a really long snorkel. What, what if you had the snorkel, but instead of like six inches of snorkel, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred feet of snorkel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like a tube. Right. And then, so, like my my totally original iteration down. was, you would have <laughs> the end of the snorkel would have some sort of flotation device, like a donut. Yeah, it makes a sense. Donut yeah, yeah. To keep it above the water, and then you would like keep spool it prone. It, yeah, and you could go down. And you got a hundred line, and then he's like, "Yeah, but you got to breathe out." And I was like, "So then I developed a set of two one-way valves. You got one where like you suck the air in, and it opens, and then it closes, mm-hmm. and then when you blow, you have a smaller. It doesn't have to be a long <laughs> exhalation tube. <laughs> oh, well, so there are blow, two tubes, and then the one, and then the one-way flap." blows the co2 out he's like okay but what if there's a wave and it hits the top of your snorkel mm. and you get water and you're like you're, like, you're breathing in salt water right okay so you do two things attach it to your boat yeah but what if you don't have a boat you can't afford scuba diving gear clearly that's why you're getting the long snorkel Wait, right you can afford a boat but you can't afford a scuba diving gear no no that, no that you can't afford sense. the scuba dive. oh that's true well that's what that's what he said so I was like, so what if we did... You ever watch Baywatch? You know I did. And they're running around. They got that big red yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. flotation device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put that and attach this long snorkel to that. And sure. then you have a little air generator. Dude, pumping I would air. love to see how this is sold in stores because it's so long and wrapped up. And then it's ah. attached to a red fucking yeah. flotation device. So then, you know, it's solar powered. <coughs> you run out with your little thing, jump out. And it's like a vacuum cleaner cord. You know, you pull it and it goes back in. Yeah. There's like a release button. Yeah. Yeah. Stop and it stops it. You're down there as long as you want. No scuba needed. Now you're catching all the lobsters, all the lionfish, all the clownfish. And just breathing. You're just breathing natural air made by the long snorkel device. Yeah. No, it's not bad. I mean, it's uh, it seems uh, cumbersome. Yeah. Well, and then like, unless they did that thing where now nowadays yeah, unencumbered is what uh, I'm saying. Right. That's the that's the role to unencumber the the swimmer. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know how they have the new uh, uh, what is it when you water your lawn and they're not tubes anymore. They're uh, like wrapped. Mm-hmm. It's it's wrapped it's like up and flat, it's flat. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's basically what yeah. would help now you. You've innovated, right? Right. Well, I mean, you've stood on the shoulder of a giant. Yeah, and you're my giant, I'm yeah. a tiny man, and now I'm higher. But, you know, so you got this, you're gathering all the seafood you want, shells, clams. I love and it. And you don't got to worry about scuba tanks or nothing. I love it and so much. And guess what? Just When you got to go up, it pulls you right up because it's going right into the machine. Yeah, and you could give one tug yeah. and then someone and I, could pull. <laughs> and I like to think snorkel, mm-hmm. is, it's two words. It's a short snorkel. <laughs> I got a long snorkel. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I put an S on there. Yeah, no, so I, I get it. I, I understand where you're coming from. So what from. do you guys think? Are you uh, ready to invest? <laughs> Listen, I... My brother's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> for those of you unaware, 
my philosophy, my general philosophy when it comes to seafood is uh, fish are friends, not food. But Incorrect. David, I will sign me up. Where is the Kickstarter? Well, you can make friends though. That's the thing. Yeah, I just, I don't, just imagine being a fish no, no, and not. some guy with flippers and a big tank and bubbles are coming. This fish is like this is a predator. Stop thinking about a fish because it has no idea what's going on. No, the, the, where where you were going with this is where I, what I was thinking originally is when people go underwater because I've gone snorkeling before. Mm-hmm. All right, you go underwater and then the water gets in there. Obviously, you stop breathing, attempting to breathe mm-hmm. it out. But when you get up there, I see people who blow it out, blow the water out mm-hmm. of their snorkel top. Where do you have that stored extra air to push the right. water? I don't get it because I want to go down there and I've tried snorkeling and I put on the fucking the chamois on my feet and it's fucking cute and it's amazing and I'm swimming with, there with the fish, but I can't breathe. And then I and then I'm swallowing swallowing salt water, which is difficult to even say with itself. And then I know all the fucking organisms are now in my body, and I'm becoming a vessel for fucking disgusting ocean Long life, snorkel, my friend. Yeah, long you know what? Well, listen. Uh, sign me. Speaking of the the this this long snorkel, long snorkel, long snorkel. Uh, listen, patent pending still on mm-hmm. the uh, the name. Long snorkel. Yeah, uh, Eric, you're different. you're very <laughs> you're a very smart man. All right, I consider okay. you one of the smartest men that I know. Mm-hmm. All right. I come to you with questions all the time about meanings of words and things just of that nature. You as well, David. It's not a very high yeah, etymology, you know. Knowledge rate, but um, uh, even just listen to me. With us talking of the sea, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to insert another question mm. that I ask on many other podcasts, never never my own, yeah, just insert your other people's podcasts. <laughs> um Eric, what happened to the lost city of Atlantis? And don't what? just, don't fucking just, it got lost, because I hate when people say that. What happened to it? What happened to it? Because listen, I'll, t- I'll tell you my theory. I recently saw Godzilla, King of Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, on HBO. Well, there goes my answer. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. just going to give you the point. Oh, was that, was that, that? There were titans on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm thinking maybe there was some sort of giant monster, and the people of Atlantis worshipped it. And then, you know, through, I don't want to say terraforming, I guess just through. This is the question you ask everyone, what happened to Atlantis? No, no, no. no. I ask, I, whenever Nick, so whenever Nick met Nick's, uh, he podcasts with people occasionally, he'll be like, Hey, does anyone have any questions? And I always, I go out of my way to comment, uh, ask about Atlantis. I want to know know what they think about what happened yet. Like. His like when he interviewed his dad, his dad was like, "Oh, you mean the song Atlantis by some band?" And mm. started listening to it. A really good song. Mm. Uh, some people get really imaginative with it. Some people just say, "I don't know." But <sighs> I don't know. I think maybe some sort of society got lost and they worship this giant creature, and then eventually we're gonna find Atlantis. And somebody like, "Oh shit!" They worship this giant fucking monster, or maybe Atlantis was actually Antarctica, and it's like down there and. You know, once everything gets defrosted, we'll find these fucking giant mausoleums and these giant temples of worship. And mm. I don't know. Do we do we have an idea of where it might be? An I just an idea. Somewhere is, is it not <laughs> lost? <laughs> is it is it not like uh, in somewhere near, near the Europe. Mediterranean? Am I? Yes. Am I fucking no, no. You're you're right. Somewhere like around there. Okay, then like, I mean somewhere near the Greeks. We could go with the most plausible thing is uh, rise and tides uh, took out an entire civilization. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they were 
fucking uh, elevated uh, scientifically or some. I'm saying that yeah. I would assume that they were. Um, they were good architects. Yeah, they were good architects. Some different stuff going on. I, I imagine a lot of spirals. You know, you know what I mean. A lot of uh, fractals. Uh, fractals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way that it also um, when you see a hermit crab, a hermit's mm-hmm. crab. I don't know if it's pronounced hermits or her- hermit. Hermit crab. Uh, okay. Um, hermit's so, crab is like my buddy hermit. Yeah. Owns hermit's a crab. crab. Yeah. That's apostrophe s. Yeah. That's, that's what I assumed. I thought it was always hermit's crab. No, the crab nope. itself is a hermit. Hermit's does uh, not. It never comes out of its shell. The that's the hermit. An, it's an adjective. So what was a hermit? Uh, he is a hermit. He's a hermit. Yeah. Okay. He's All right. hermetic. All right. He's hermetic. He constantly stays inside. Yeah. Well, I imagine that there were plenty of spires. Um, and it was... I, I wouldn't assume it wasn't very... Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I just say? I assume it was very close to uh, the coastal line. Mm-hmm. Just the way that Pompeii... Mm-hmm. was kind of destroyed in one volcanic eruption. Yeah. I'm assuming that there was some kind of fucking, you know, ocean fart or something that yeah. just uh, uh, tidal wave, you know? Uh, the same way the same way that um uh Japan had their uh mm-hmm. was just demolished by uh a tidal wave. The tsunami. Or, the tsunami, yeah. thank tsunami. you. The the tsunami that and then it fucked up uh Fukushima, uh, yeah. the the islands. The I yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that that is probably the way that that ancient civilization met its end um i don't think we should look too far beyond it being you know an ancient uh, society that believed in something too much higher than you know egyptians uh in the past or greeks in the past um they're not that special they just got wiped out that's it i i like to think that uh that they were they were advanced and uh because of their advancements in technology, you know, as technology grew, so did their hubris, and so did their sinning. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of technology, a lot of sinning, similar to now, and their disappearance was the act of an angry God. Similar to, like, you know, we've been brought down to our knees yeah. because of COVID. I mean, it's possible. I mean, we've all you- been sinning. Yeah, no, I, you I, especially. I, I sin uh, you once saying, in the morning, once in the evening. Yeah, if we, and if we don't get on our knees and pray to God, he's going to bring us to our knees. Is there, you're saying COVID is because of God? Well, COVID is because of dirty, dirty sinners, <laughs> and God had no choice. We have a lot of uh, sinners out it. there. Yeah. And uh, that's okay. We, I'm we appreciate all sinners and non-sinners listening. Yeah. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Yeah, I listen. I appreciate every listener, whether you sin, yeah, whether you sin or not. That's listen. That's not my business. We could use a little more. I prefer you to not sin, but come on down. Well, you know what? They were talking about little Nikki earlier Mm -hmm. uh, in the week over at the shop. Who? Oh, okay, the shop. Yeah. Well, scare me and Nick. Mm. I gotta say, little Nikki, probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It it's it's mm-hmm. okay. See, yeah, and it's I not bad. and I think it's creative. I think what it was too was that. So I mentioned before, like there's there's a lot of movies I didn't see as a kid, mostly because like my Mexican ass parents weren't going to watch. Just I don't know whatever was you know right. in pop pop culture. Yeah, Whitey's art. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, but there's what just a lot of stuff that, that they. <laughs> as we wrap up here, yeah, uh, we're gonna go ahead and ask you two questions. Okay, ask everyone. Yeah. Uh, 
It is not. It does not I'm pertain excited. to Atlantis. It's okay. I'm right? excited. Uh, the first one we ask everything is: uh, Do you remember your first piece of wrestling merchandise? No. First, no. 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 Uh, I've never bought any. Well, no. Something would have either been gifted to you. You know, like I always talk about, like I had my parents buy me an Eddie Guerrero, I'm your poppy T-shirt. Who bought me? I mean, my parents were always uh, very um, dissatisfied with my choice in professional wrestling. I think my dad got me like a Bret Hart shirt once, and okay. his in-ring ability has been second to none. I've always been yeah. a Bret Hart guy. That was my guy, and when I and because he was Canadian. And fucking rocked a jersey coming out with the mm-hmm. fucking uh, with the Heart Foundation. I played hockey my whole life. Seeing that, I was like, "That's my fucking guy," you know. So I I always loved Bret Hart, and they made motherfuckers tap. So I was like, "This guy's the shit." What's That'd the second far. question you yeah. had for me? So I, I don't know many twelve year olds are listening to this except for maybe Cash, you know. Mm-hmm. Which funny enough, he's going to be on. The, he's going to be Cash? this week's friend of uh, fan of the week. Cash Allen. Cash Allen. Who's that? He's a. Uh, Progeny of uh, Wes Allen. What? What did you just say? Progeny. Progeny? Yeah. Are you mispronouncing prodigy? No. Nope. Progeny. No. Progeny. An offspring. Like you are a hockey prodigy. Uh, Cash is. Sure. Don't listen. Yeah. Don't listen. This guy's okay. Don't sell yourself short. Right. Don't sell yourself short. Hold on. No, I. I am the. Uh, Number one, uh, I have the most points in the federal league, which is so. why I said you are a prodigy. It's absolutely true, you know. I mean, but it is. The but then most. Cash would be the progeny of Wes, my buddy Wes. His yeah. son is Cash. Progeny? Yeah, progeny. Yeah. Look it up. The offspring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's... I could have just said his son, but I yeah, no, I know progeny. progeny. That, you know what? I know that was you. You no, taught no, him. No, about no, 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 no. I learned it. What? From, I learned it from True Blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they do say progeny. Yeah, they say progeny a lot. <laughs> Okay, that's lovely. I, I need to check it out. All right, question, question number, number two. two. Yeah, uh, here we what's go. your favorite piece of wrestling merchandise ever? Give me anything. And it be doesn't a have shirt, to be anything be you a, own. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything you own. <sighs> My favorite piece of wrestling merchandise. Well, obviously, you're putting me on the fucking spot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, again, again, my favorite is always that. Eddie Guerrero, I'm your poppy t shirt, just because it just brings you back to. It has to be merchandise. I mean, it has to be something I could buy, right? I mean, it could be anything, you know, like. I mean, my favorite. Like, we had Blue Meanie on last week, and he talked about how he had, uh, when WrestleMania was at the. Four and five. WrestleMania four and five, or whatever, about the Trump Plaza. Trump Plaza. Yeah. yeah, And his grandfather was working there, so he, like, uh, what was it like? I think it was like a program. His grandfather was like, uh, he knew the security people, and they got him, like, a press kit. Yeah. And it had. Eight by tens, autographed by everyone, and they had like floor plans for the. So totally, it's really like no one saved that. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's probably got the only one in existence. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I've never been that guy to spend money on uh, on merchandise when it comes to wrestling. I've I grew up, you know, watching Raw and everything. I'm I'm 33 years old, so just to give you an idea, like my heyday was like that late 90s early 2000s when I really fucking enjoyed WWE. But if I had, and not that this even correlates, but if I could have like a favorite piece right now, it might be like the IWGP heavyweight championship belt. Oh yeah. Like that's a tight look. Yeah. Belt. That belt is fucking gorgeous. I'm not, and I'm not a big belt mark. Myself. I've never, oh. I've never purchased the belt. I've never fucking put on a belt, whatever, but something about it. I mean, it's, it uh, elicits sexual desire in my loins. So I don't know. I mean, it might be Okada. It might be the belt. 
it's awesome. It, well, it's the finest. Right. Yeah. So I, I print the posters over at the shop and it's right by where Dave works. Mm. And like literally my station, it, it, if I'm facing my station, I'm rolling up posters. I look directly across and there's a poster of, uh, it's like a, an event poster with um, Naito mm-hmm. and uh, Okada. Yeah. Totally. And Okada's just holding that belt. And yeah, that is perfect. that is a pretty sweet fucking looking belt. And again, I'm not a belt guy. Like the one belt I like is the the WWE Undisputed one because that's the one Eddie Guerrero held. Mm-hmm. When I got to know, you know, wrestling, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is the belt that guy holds. So to it's me that's belt. that's my belt, you know? Yeah. But that IWGP belt, like it looks well, it just it looks so good on anyone. I, I have a unique perspective because I had to make the pins for them. Mm-hmm. The amount of detail, yeah, so that's like, what's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so for like pins, you can't put that much detail because it's so tiny. Yeah, so the amount of detail I had to take out to make it feasible was mind-boggling. Like I, I had, and it's really cool. I had the plans for the belt from the belt maker mm-hmm. to go off of. But uh, yeah, you that, spoke directly with the belt maker. No, uh, Ryan gave Ryan got the plans from. Okay, I think it was Rico Man that made it from. Uh, Fuck is Rico Man. He made. I think he said Repo Man. It, it was Repo Man. It doesn't sound like yeah, a, Barry a, a Japanese man. No, it's not a Japanese guy. It's, uh, this guy makes. Um, he did some stuff for AEW. Mm-hmm. I think he did their heavyweight title and their women's title. He's um, he's the original artist for the IWGP. He, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah. So I got I got the plans for it, and then I had to then translate into a pin. But like I was looking at it, it's like there's so much stuff on this belt, and that's the thing. Like, whenever you see like uh, independent promotions that do belts, it's always like a flat belt with some press. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap. This thing's got like layers. Totally. Of, like, nickel that's what. And yeah, gold. always blew me away. I fucking yeah. love it. And jewels. It's got jewels in it. It's mm-hmm. cool. Well, I like when like wrestling promotions put like a little bit of money into their belts, mm-hmm. like. You know, like the one for freelance, that one, like he put some money into it and it like it, it shows even like AEW, the other wrestling promotion here in Chicago, like their belt, they redesigned it like maybe like a few years back and it, it's just this giant, nice gold belt. It like, matters. Yeah, it matters. I designed totally the freelance matters. legacy belt. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, designed that one. When that one came I in, I remember looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm not a fan of like the the spinner one before or even the current one yeah, we have I mean, now yeah, those are all merchandise you know yeah. grabs you know it's all just but then it's always one of those things where it's like you look at that and it's like oh but then you look over at like triple h the belts that he makes for like nxt and like specifically the nxt uk ones like that uh the uk like the main title one mm-hmm. he gets it yeah he understands it looks beautiful the tag yeah. belts too just totally i was always a big fan of like the uh the mid-2000s um UFC belts, mm. like mm-hmm. they had. Again, it's. I was like the belts that the have original like nickel and gold. belt, right? Wasn't it the original? Yeah, I think the original belt was a little different, like from like UFC. Right. Like no, the I, ones. I'm, I'm but yeah, the, the one when you think of a UFC one. belt that yeah. doesn't look like a plastic I fucking toy. Love it. I, yeah, that's 100. percent I love that. It's one. great. So, belt talk. Yeah, belt, belt talk. talk. <laughs> belt talk with scum and skankins is notches. Uh, well, this uh, it was fun having you. Um, you know, it's it's funny because like you and i just both sit around all day and like listen to podcasts mm. and uh the ones that are the f- like me and dave had we almost had zero notes we had no notes going into this yeah. the one thing i was like we're gonna bring up that fucking pillow because <laughs> really that, that's uh that's the thing listen i know a lot of people don't like to disclose their pillow talk mm-hmm. but 
I don't care. You're proud. I mean, listen. No, no. I just, I listen. love that story so much of you just loving your pillow. That I, I didn't like, know it was a story, but the point is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> no, that, listen, you guys got pillows out there. You know if it's old and fucked up. You know that, all right? You have to look out for yourself. And if this thing stinks, oh, by the way, I have no sense of smell. If, if this, I wanted pillows, to bring up earlier when you said your suitcase smelled like mahogany. Yeah, no. Like, how, if how would you know? Yeah, well, I, I've, I was born with no sense of smell. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to throw that in at the end of the podcast, but I, I don't know what it smells like. I just know it feels good. People tell me that this food tastes bad. I tell them it's a little soft. You know, it, it's it's not a taste, but I I don't know how important your pillow is to you, but my pillow is everything to me until, you know, I, I go to sleep at Felicia's place and she's got a nice pillow too. So I, it's easy for me to forget about that pillow, you know, but don't now, throw that pillow with that. Now you move in with Felicia, all right? And she says, we got to get rid of this fucking pillow. Well, no, she would move in with me even though it's her place. And then I would establish <laughs> dominance. You would say, please leave the room. And then you would walk in and you're like, you may enter. Yeah, now. I would immediately pee on everything. And then, uh, you know, this is my place now. But I apologize. Why does this stink in here? Like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking I, about. I, yeah, I have no sense of smell. You know that. <laughs> yeah, it's, listen, my, my favorite podcasts are the ones where people just talk. People just yeah, ramble absolutely. on. Uh, I mean, listen, it, was, it wasn't even about an hour in until we started talking wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't even feel like I'm looking at the clock now. We've been talking for almost about half an hour, and time has just flown by. Um, but, Eric, thank you for thank you for being on. I don't know if there's anything you want to plug. Uh, I know you recently started to be a little bit more active on your Twitter. There's you want specific- people to find you? Uh, well, you could, uh, I guess, you could follow me on Twitter at Zerpelman. Uh, I don't know how how to go off that. It's just Zerpelman, like Purple Man, like but purple with man. a Z. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, h- here and there, I'll uh, throw out a couple funny uh, anecdotes and thoughts. But beyond that, I'm I'm I keep to myself. And it's been uh, it's been awesome have, having you guys have me here. I appreciate that. You guys recognize the talent, and we know uh, talent you, when you, we see it. Yeah, you you bring <laughs> it up. So thanks. Thanks again. Thanks for everyone for listening and uh, thanks for having me. It's it's been a lot of fun. Thank you again to Eric Zisselman for that interview. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun and definitely, you know, someone we'll have on again. I probably want to get him and Paul on together because <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Because of the aforementioned, you know, just having them to just go at it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, another fun thing uh, that's associated with this show is a uh, fan of the week. And uh, we actually mentioned him earlier in the episode, uh, the progeny of Wes Allen, Cash Allen. Uh, he the was, progeny or prodigy? <laughs> a little bit of both. I guess uh, it could be both. Yeah, yeah cause be both. L- listen, for those of you unaware, Cash, uh, Cash Allen, wonderful at the ukulele. Uh, yes. Has, yeah, his he has a very prodigious yeah, ukulele. He has like a whole Instagram page, I believe it's Cash Plays Ukulele, where he just covers different songs with the ukulele. And boy's talented at that. Uh, yeah, super talented. Um, but before we get to uh, you know this week's fan of the week, uh, it's actually brought to you by the sponsors of the show. We have uh, Freelance Wrestling, the official sponsor of the show. Um, head over to you know their their Twitter if you want to see some past shows obviously they're not putting on any current ones um, you can go to IWTV and if you're a first time user use the promo code freelance you get like a free 20 30 day trial I believe uh, you can go back and watch any of their shows um, <laughs> speaking of, of freelance wrestling they were they were trying to put a 
put a show together uh, in our warehouse about a yep. two maybe like two three months ago, and they got a cease and desist from a from a small independent company up in Connecticut. Just trying to make good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, wouldn't you know it? There's now a takeover in your house happening, and the the sheer coincidence. At the time, it wasn't so funny. Uh, a lot of people were kind of salty about it, but looking back now, it, it is a little humorous. Yeah, and it's like, oh, would you look at that? Uh, along with when when they put out those WrestleMania shirts, uh, that was totally a Marty DeRosa had tweeted that out maybe like a week prior, a few days prior, like, oh, they should do these shirts, and then wouldn't you know it? Someone was listening, and they put out their shirts. Uh, yeah. But yeah, listen. Don't don't uh, you know? Don't waste your time with you know that. Go watch some freelance wrestling. Got a ton of good stuff in there. Uh, one of my favorite matches from maybe like three, four shows ago was uh, Ethan Page versus Kylie Ray. Both former, oh. you know, both friends of the shows, former guests on the shows. Uh, in which Kylie, re- you know, won the belt, got the belt back. Super fun match. A lot of fun matches in there. Uh, another sponsor of the show, M Three Toys, who. We thought Michael might come up and join us on on the episode yesterday since we were recording and he was downstairs in the office working. Fortunately, never did. Uh, but if you head over to M3 Toys, you can go ahead and use the promo code PWTCAST, get a whole uh, 10% off uh, anything in stock, and I believe on pre-orders as well. Um, I saw they recently put up a bunch of Back to the Future figures for pre-order. Yeah, the new NECA figures. Yeah, yeah. those new NECA figures. Uh, they have those like the the Fox X Men movies. They have those Funko Pops that are coming out now. Um, those look pretty fucking cool. They got a lot of fun stuff over there. Um, head over to M Three Toys, check out what they have, and again use the promo code uh, PWTCast and get a whole ten percent off. And Dave, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the the boys and girls about uh, our last sponsor? Last, last on the list, but certainly not last in our hearts. We've got uh, the CrypticCloset.com. Uh, it's run by our friend, uh, friend of the show, and part of the PWT cast, uh, Vinny. Uh, if you use the code PWT cast, you get a whole ass twenty percent off. A whole ass twenty percent. That's off? a that's a whole ass twenty percent off anything on his site. Um, he's got a lot of creative shirts. He's the master of puns, but he also loves horror. So we've got uh, John Candyman. We've got his new. Rodney Dangerfield shirt, um, but also the internet hit, the viral sensation, Fanny DeVito's. And if, if you don't know what those are, it's a fanny pack in the likeness of uh, Danny DeVito's face. You know, you know what's funny, and I almost just did it, is any time now that I see Danny DeVito, I think of his name as Fanny DeVito, <laughs> specifically because of the crypticcloset.com. So, yeah, I mean, it's glorious. These are all handmade um, and they're a labor of love. So, yeah, just head over to the crypticcloset.com. Go ahead and put in PWTCast for your whole last 20% off and save. Uh, and, yeah, so thank you to all the, the wonderful sponsors of the show. They bring you uh, this wonderful segment, which we love so much. Uh the, the amazing Kevin Aldrich composes music for us. It's it's wonderful hearing you know hearing it every week now that it's back. Uh, so without yeah. any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cash Allen and uh, I guess the sponsors of the show bring you this week's fan of the week. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck. My order is fucked. Place this morning I'm free. I hope it keeps you 
ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. How difficult is it to put two items in a bag and ship it? Does it really take seven to ten days to do this? My son has ordered yesterday's two Cody banana and no tracking. Does it seriously take seven to ten business days to ship orders? You guys are not doing your job. Shipping orders should take one business day. Have a nice day. Thank you to the progeny and the prodigy of the Allen Club, the Allen family of West Allen, uh, Cash for that fan of the week. Um, you know, you mentioned the. You mentioned that every time you see Danny DeVito, uh, you think Fanny DeVito. They're linked forever now. Yeah, they're linked yeah. forever. Uh, here in Chicago, there's someone that drives around in a maroon van uh, with a giant picture of Danny DeVito on the side of it, and it just says what? Danny DeVito on it. <laughs> That's even better. It's not even better. It's equally as good. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, we, we need to find that guy and get him a Fanny DeVito. Oh. Like it, it's only fitting. A Fanny DeVito on a Vanny DeVito, and then send the picture to Danny DeVito. Oh, God, that's the best. That that would speaking, be. Speaking of Danny DeVito, he's going to be in a new show. I think uh, didn't they say it was with, with Dan Harmon where he plays the devil? Can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, I saw I saw something like that, and yes, just couldn't be better. Every everything about <laughs> I, it. I yes. picture him in a big baby diaper. <laughs> painted red with horns and like a little pitchfork just telling people to do naughty things that would be amazing i listen dan Harmon, danny devito together i'm in i I don't care what the show is about you know it could be about 18th century shoemaking a very serious show and i would still i would watch the shit out of it oh yeah you know i've often said that about like leonardo dicaprio where i'm like you put him in anything and i'll watch it like it you know it would be a history on paint and I'll just be like, oh, he's so good, though. Look at the way he talks yeah. about acrylic whites and eggshell fucking, oh, it's so good. Say hello, blue. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, th- this week's episode's been a long one, so we appreciate all of you guys who've stuck around here till the end. Um, again, you know, we're, we're nearing the, the one-year mark, so hey, if you guys have any idea of who we should have on for, you know, the one-year episode, give us your ideas. You know, obviously, you know, don't don't tell us like Mike Tyson or actually, you know, honestly, probably we, we might be able to get Mike Tyson. Might, might be able to get Mike Tyson. We should probably work out to get Mike Tyson. You know, yeah. But like, don't tell us like The Undertaker or Roman Reigns because. Um. Also, not to divert the attention. Uh, have you? And I was going to mention this during the show, and I completely forgot. We were talking about egos. <laughs> um. Did you see? Mike Tyson is coming back. Uh, yeah, he's coming back. He's going to be the he's presenting the TNT World Title, right? No, that. But he's coming back to boxing. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. I, there's no way we, that man's we, coming back to boxing. I saw the video. Oh, I'm like, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> he. The funny thing, we were talking about ego, and we were also talking about Joe Rogan. And I swear, I'm going to wrap this up really quick, but. Um, he did an interview with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's like, Hey, do you ever go into the gyms and, you know, get involved with some of these younger boxing fans? And he said, no, he's like, I don't like the person I was when I was boxing. I had a big ego. And if I go in there, uh, my ego 
will get me back to that place, and I just don't want to be that person anymore. But when, when he announced he was back, he said, the gods of war have reignited my ego and are calling me back. To- <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this guy is insane. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, hey, why not? You know, at, at, at this point. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I mean, aside from, like, the obvious, like, uh, brain damage you can suffer, why sure. not? You know, listen, he, he was the baddest man on the planet. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he, he hasn't forgotten how to, you know, how to, how to fucking duck, a, duck a, a flying fist coming at him. And he is Mike Tyson, yeah. so odds are if someone's throwing a fist at him, you know. It's just, it's just pre- coded inside of him exactly uh so but yeah you listen I'm, I'm excited for that i'm actually kind of excited for double or nothing like it's again yeah. it's weird watching shows without an audience um but i mean it'll aew's been good with like putting whoever they have there in an audience for their audience yeah. I'd say out of all the all, all the empty arena shows they've kind of done the best in sort of simulating a bit of a crowd there um and obviously they're using weird camera angles to hide the empty seats most of the time but uh we'll see i mean this will be pretty interesting so yeah so pretty excited about that um and yeah you know thanks everyone who stuck around we've been been babbling on for quite a while now um so again if you guys have any ideas on who we should have for you know our big uh our big one year anniversary let us know. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, thank you again to everyone who's supporting us, who's following us. Uh, again, help spread the word. You know, we're still running our contest, uh, the race to 1,000. You know, get get us to 1,000 followers, and we got tons of things that we're giving away. And yeah, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, it's about that time of the week where I have run out of things to say, David. Me too. And also, I have to pee very bad. Too much information, but. Uh... <laughs> It is what it is. All right, guys. Uh, well, for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.